and Kyle. Let's get a chat going. <laughs> okay, folks, welcome back. Episode 11. We've made it all the way to episode 11 now, the Silly Goose Gang podcast somehow. Uh, joining us today, we've got Craig McIntosh, uh, Real Grappling and 10th Planet Brown Belt, three times NAGA expert gold medal winner. A long list of accomplishments. So uh, thanks for joining on speaking to two silly Scottish guys and talking jujitsu, MMA and anything else that comes up, man. No at all, man. We're all got the same goals. We're all just trying to get better. For sure. We're all just, we're all just, trying, we're all just trying to kill time now. <laughs> nah, you've got to still get better, for sure. That's what I'm uh, trying to do. Anytime, anytime, like, something I've always neglected because I've been so much into my martial arts training, I've always neglected strength and conditioning. Just because I felt like I never really had the time, I've always been trying to learn Thai boxing, learn boxing, learn wrestling, learn submission wrestling, learn jiu-jitsu. I've always been trying to do all that. So I've never really had that much time for strength and conditioning, but you kind of do any martial arts now, so I'm like, right. I know all the stuff that I learned for martial arts, pushing yourself and trying to constantly progress and better yourself. I'm now trying to apply that to strength and conditioning while I can. So uh, I'm just trying to work out all these ways that I could make myself as... Un, as tired as possible one of the best bits of advice I ever got was from uh, uh, my first Thai coach Snowball and basically he says to me that you should, if you're in fight camp you should be trying to make your lungs feel exhausted every day you know to the point where you're like <laughs> <laughs> you know that way where you feel like you want to die you know um, yeah. so he was uh, he always told me try and make yourself feel like that once a day and it was uh it's a great bit of advice, I think, because, and I, I have to listen to him because, to be honest, he was a really, really, really fit fighter. He was known for his cardio. He always got stronger as the fights went on, you know, five threes and tie boxing, and he would always get stronger. Mm. Um, he'd start at a slow pace, and he, it was his fitness that broke a lot of people. A lot of people didn't realise that, that actually fitness can be a weapon in itself if you can get it to, you know, definitely, definitely can. Definitely can. Are you, are you just taking this, like, um, so whether there be any grappling this year or not, are you just taking this like a like a pre-camp? So you're just going to get yourself in as good a shape as you can, fitness-wise, strength-wise, and then once we can, get back into rolling and, and technique? Pretty much. I'm looking at this like a, I'm looking at this like a really unique opportunity because uh, all my career, fighting, fighting professional rules, fighting Muay Thai, all the things that I've done, I've always done it where I've had a full-time job, you know, and trying to mm. maintain a, a normal life. And it takes a lot of sacrifice. You miss out on everything. You miss out on events. You miss out on a lot of... Uh, you miss out on a lot of different things that, that, you know, that other people do. But it's it doesn't even feel like a sacrifice, to be honest, because I know what I'd rather be doing. Well, it's it. If you enjoy it, it doesn't feel like it's just what you'd be doing anyway. You know what I mean? It's just what you'd be doing regardless. One of the things, um, one of the things that pissed me off at the end with, with boxing was it just felt constantly the same. Just mm-hmm. everything was the same constantly. You just get to the face of, I've had enough of this. Whereas jiu-jitsu, like martial arts, well, mixed martial arts is completely different because there's so many things to learn. Do you know what I mean? There's only so many yeah. things you can do in boxing. Whereas, it, whereas it never MMA ends. Or, or jiu-jitsu is never ending. You but think boxing is like that box. as well. It just depends how, how deep you want to get in each, you know? Um, Box, boxing, I think, is like that as well. Because when I really started getting into boxing for a while, I was just, I was like, <laughs> I just got to the stage where it's like, the, the more you see, the less you know. I just hit that point, you know, where I'm like, oh, there's way more to this than I originally thought. Oh, there was even the, the, the definitely is. You'll get guys who can set wee traps and stuff, and you didn't like if you're watching and you didn't know what you're watching, 
Yeah. Um, like a lot of casual fans, but if you actually know what you're watching, you'll see somebody setting little traps. Just the same as jiu-jitsu, they'll maybe like fake for something, put their hands someplace, yeah. want you to grab it. And you, you know what I mean? Boxing's the same, but it was more like in terms of the training, everything was just getting the same. And you just go, fed up with fake, it. And just fakes are the probably the... Fakes are probably the biggest part of every martial art, I think, you know, yeah, everything's all about like trying to kind of trick the person and going one way, you know, to land the perfect shot or the perfect throw or the perfect submission, it all, it's all like a bit of push-pull, you know, and mm. which is like a fundamental with jiu-jitsu, but it's all about push-pull because, um, you know, you, you, you push something, you get the reaction you want and then boom, you know, you hit your move. Mm. Tyson Fury done it, he, he used a lot of feints against uh, Dirty Wilder, both fights. Mm. Just jerking, slitting, you know, constantly throwing feints and it, it completely throws somebody's timing off. Um, that's quite interesting. Like, right from the get go, when I was speaking to John and like and Dan, like I was saying, there's a lot of things, although they're completely different, there's a lot of things that I could take from, that I took from boxing and went, this is the same thing. Like, I understand what's going on here in terms of jiu jitsu, even if you're in guards. Like, a lot of things that you could take, like distance, yeah. range, and when to, you know, when to like fake for someone, look for this, and you're not really, you know, we, things like a that. A lot of it's the so, same principles. Ah, uh, same principles, like, yeah. definitely. Stevie Ray um, doesn't get enough credit for that. See if you watch a lot of Stevie Ray's fights and just for being in the gym with him, he's absolutely unbelievable at that. Um, just his mixture of feints and, and he, he'll sell everything, like, it's, I don't know if it's naturally or what, but every, he's just so good at mixing it up. Like, I've, 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 uh, you know, I've, 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 uh, you'll maybe get somebody individually that could be better than Stevie at a martial art. But he's mm. a mixed martial artist and in a real fight. I don't think there's anybody better than him. I think he's uh, he's brilliant. You know, he, he mixes up all, all different martial arts: wrestling, striking, feints. He's faking with the takedown coming up. Just it's it's uh, it's cool when you see that. Danny Henry does that amazing as well. Actually, Danny Henry, but <laughs> Danny Henry's just so violent, man. It's quality. They, they guys are uh, they guys are awesome. <laughs> just so violent. That's a great way to describe someday. Aye. Just violent. Oh, oh, <laughs> only in Scotland can that be a compliment. People for uh, people for people forget that, eh? That you know, it is a violent sport, and I think sometimes people kid on. And I know it's good, like, to help the sport grow and stuff. But the sport's pretty big already, you know. And it, and uh, I don't, think, I think it's grew pretty big. You know, obviously Conor McGregor helped that, but it is a violent sport, and I would never mm. tell anybody that it's no. You know, if, if somebody wants to start it, if somebody's dad asked me. Do you think my son should do MMA? One of the first things I'll say to them is it's a, it's a brutal sport, you know? And if you're going mm. to do it, you need to understand that uh, beforehand and be willing uh, to... Because there could be consequences, you know? You've got, you better get good at it quick or there's going to be consequences. <laughs> uh, you're going to get stuff broken. There's no, there's no way around about it. Like You're going to lose a few brain cells and things are going to get broken. There's no, no way like, around about it. Tie boxing's <laughs> like that as well. The tie boxing... Uh, if you're going to be a tie boxer, you're... It's never ever going to be an easy night. I, I, think, what, most, I, not, I think most striking, any, any kind of ring sports are like that because you've got to get in the fight. Um, mm. You know, some other sports well, are a lot of evading. I've, I never, um, I never, I've never really even watched a lot of Thai. But um, is that where you're? Is that where you started, Mop? You started as a Thai fighter. Nah, uh, I started in a judo club. So all my ethics, everything that. Uh, the way I conduct myself on the mat, stuff like that. The way that I treat teachers, te- te- treat my teachers with respect, treat the mat with respect. I treat uh, my partners with respect. Um, and some people misinterpret that because some people would consider treating your partners with respect, um, sometimes going easy on them and stuff like that. And 
I, I'm treating my partners by respect because if they're at a good level and if I know they're competitive and they want to be competitive, I'll always go hard with them because I'm trying to pay them respect by going hard with them to get them a hard training session. You know, and, and a lot of the time people have, uh, I think people misinterpret why I go hard with people, but I think I'm trying to get the best out of somebody, you know. I, I, would, I, would never, I would never do that with somebody that I thought they're not capable for that. That's great. Uh, that's... Um... That's one one of the things that um, that kind of annoys you is when somebody like if you ever went with somebody and, and they go instantly hard on you, especially like if you're kind of bigger, somebody goes hard on you, and you <laughs> go hard back with them, and then they they complain. Oh, man, really Come on, man! Fuck's sake! What are we playing at you? I mean, I, I, I'm I'm like you. If somebody wants to go hard, I will go as hard as you want to go. But don't complain <laughs> when I go hard with you. You know what I mean? It's so annoying that stuff. Um, I, I had a really funny story about that. I'm not going to mention names or gyms, right? But I went to a gym, uh, and a dude that was a really high rank. Uh, he was like, uh, he was a strong guy, and anyway, he was being a complete dick to me. Um, try, try. He was, he was going really, really hard, and then he was like, just complaining and shit. It was quite, it was just quite weird, quite aggressive guy for the start. So anyway, like, got got paired up with him. And uh, he fucking ju- he came at me like he was wanting to fight almost, you know. It was it was it was mad. Um, and then when I caught him in a choke, he didn't want to tap. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, felt like an absolute prick. You're visiting somebody's gym, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and they, they've kind of forced your hand, I think, in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't understand why people wouldn't, why people don't tap the stuff. I think uh, I think it's crazy. It's one of the stupidest. You know what? I'm just contradicting myself because I say it's one of the stupidest things ever, but I can be bad for it myself sometimes, and that's just you letting your <laughs> ego get in the way. And I've done that's, it m- that's men and their ego. That's what that is. Uh, it's quite funny because I, 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 I don't know if it's an age thing or no, Ali. Like, like I know. we're both a wee bit older than you, Mark, but like, I, obviously we're both fucking blue belts, but I've felt already like, I don't know, like if somebody's got me and I'll just tap, it doesn't mean anything. Do you know what yeah. I mean? When you're rolling. Yeah. I think maybe yeah. it's like young, younger guys especially. It's a, a, a complete ego thing, but now, like, if somebody's got me, it's, it's on. It's fucking tap, man. Why? I'm yeah. not even going to fight it. You've got mm-hmm. a cool tap. Let's go again. Let's figure out what I did wrong. There's, there's more to be game to figure out. Tap. Honestly, as time goes on, you appreciate getting tapped more and more. Like, for me, I'm so thankful when somebody taps me out in training. I feel great mm-hmm. for it. I'm thinking, brilliant. That's when I know I'm training hard. I'm, I'm learning. I'm growing because that's, that's how you grow is by getting tapped out. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I first started, I got tapped out so much. I mean, uh, I, I was terrible when I first started. So bad, eh? I was, I was just get crushed every single day, every single row. You know, I'd get tapped like six, seven times in a row. I was, I sucked bad, and I had no athleticism. Uh, I just had to try and get better, and I just thought, Do you know what? If I just keep at this and keep at this, I will get better. Uh, felt like computer games, you know. If you just keep trying it, you'll get there. And uh, I just eventually got good, got good enough. Just use, just kept. I, I really try to use that thing where you see, just get better than yourself every day. Clicked oh, mm. off or something yeah. here. Is it sometimes setting those goals, isn't it? You know, if you say that, as you were saying, Mop, oh, I got tapped seven times the first week, seven times the second, and then maybe three, four weeks down the line, you only get tapped five times. And you hang yeah. Oh, there's a wee bit of improvement. And then sometimes you don't tap the other person, but you make the, the four minute roll without being tapped. Yeah. And that by itself is the progression that you work on. And I do think me and Chris have spoke about this before that it seems to be younger guys coming into the gym that didn't want to admit they've been caught and refuse to tap and 
me and Chris have both said at times, you're like, you're, you're going to go out to this choke if you don't tap or I don't release it, or your mm-hmm. ankle's going to go if you don't tap to that heel hook, or your arm's going to pop if you didn't tap to one of Chris's arm bars. And you can see the young guys trying to muscle <laughs> through it, and you think, you're not getting out that, pal. You're, the only way you're getting out is tap or snap. Sometimes it's quite funny, though, when you see it and you think, man, these kids are crazy. Uh, <laughs> Funny, spe- um, especially like I, I get people doing it to me and I'm like what the fuck because I, I always uh, I roll quite a lot at seminars and things like that and sometimes I think ah oh, fuck this guy so if, if you're at a seminar you're just going to let it go you're, you know what I mean you're going to you know what it hurts somebody it's um, one of the funniest things you get is when you get a, a couple of like new like brand new white belts and you're just playing you're just lying back playing and playing playing well you're playing just sort of like open guard or something just let them try to do something no, go and grab your ankle, and you're like, "What are you doing, man?" And then they get someone, and you go, "Holy shit, man! Fucking hell, you get it." That's the best. Man. That's the best against me. That's happened a couple of times. So you're just playing. You're going. You don't have it. There's nothing isolated here. And then they start to just start twisting your like ankle. You're like, "Oh shit!" You have to try and pop what you're saying. Get it. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Aye. that that is that's uh, <sighs> that's a, that's the funny thing about it. You know, it's a great. Um, uh, it's a great, a great sport. Um, so what what was the uh, so from judo, where did you go? Did you go? Have you just kind of flip flop between back and forward, like different martial arts? You just kind of kind nah. So the first, the very first uh, judo club that I went into, very first judo club that I went, it was run by Josh Gavin. So he was also had MMA shows and, um, yeah, it was it was awesome. Really cool sort of mentality. Really cool uh, vibe to the club. Even even to this day, I've never really seen anything like it. To be honest, it was. Uh, it was just a great mix, eh? just like the judo ethics with a, with a, bit, with a bit of madness because eh, that was something Josh always said, you know, he old, whenever somebody was eh, a bit mad, eh, he would go, he's mad, eh? And then he would give you like, a look as if to say, he could, he can be in our gang, do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. let's be honest, you have to be a wee bit mad to get an MMA or even jiu-jitsu for that matter because it's, you know, it's a combat sport and it's got right, a, man, to compete. To compete, aye, for sure. Compete's compete. crazy, man. It's a hard thing to do. Ah, you put yourself on the line there. Eh? A lot of people mm-hmm. uh, don't realise that, but I always try and tell myself, I think it's uh, those that mind don't matter and those that matter don't mind. So the way I look at that is that there's only a few people that really know me properly and know exactly what my character is, and that's probably been people that I've trained with over the years. They know if, how hard you work in the gym. You can't kid that on. I've, I've seen loads of guys that mm. are maybe successful for a short period of time, but they don't work that hard, and eventually it catches them up. But I've never, uh, I've never not been a hard worker in the gym. You have to put in the work. Mm. I think if you, if when I'm when I'm in class, I'm not trying to have a laugh with anybody. I'm not trying to mess about. I'm there to learn. But 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 somebody that if I'm turning up to somebody's class, it's because I respect their their history in martial arts, and I want to learn what they've got. You know what I mean? I want to learn what uh, what they what they got and. I've had some unbelievable instructors uh, over the years, unbelievable, Mm. um, that have really gave me an understanding of individual martial arts and uh, loads of different aspects of life, how to coach, how to improve people, the mental aspect of the game. um, I've learnt from loads of great teachers. It's been brilliant. Mm. Do you bring, because I know Mop, you work in kind of a similar role to me, a trainer in the sort of financial services world. Do you get a lot of crossover between your coaching and your 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 job and what you carry over into the martial arts at all? Do you think Aye. there's a crossover there? I do. So I when I when I stopped fighting professional MMA, I decided to focus on um, my job for a bit because I was doing like same old job in a call centre for a while, and 
nothing wrong if that's what people want to do. I, I you know, I, I was good at it and I could do it quite easy. You know what I mean? I could do the job yeah. quite easy. You're earning a wage. And I could concentrate on my MMA because I was, you know, I was just an autopilot doing the job. It didn't require much of my mental capacity. Um, so, yeah, from from there on, I just kind of um, moved into that. Yeah. That's good that it crossed <clears throat> over. You can probably transfer a lot of the skills from, mm-hmm. you know, your, your trainer role into your martial arts coaching, I would imagine. I, I would say so. I think... Um, that's been about two years or something I started doing that and really took quite a lot from it you know they put you in different courses invest a lot of time and you've got to think as well like one of the companies I work for it's one of the you know it's one of the top companies in in its uh, sector so you know they've run successful business for a while they've invested a lot of time into their training programs so not even just uh, not even just that but you know they they, uh, ah, you, you just you just take so much from it you take so much in the methodologies and um, you take so much with even even things to do with like culture building within the team. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, so obviously successful mm. companies they have to have uh, successful cultures within their you know within their their whole structure. And if they don't have that uh, that kind of structure, that successful structure uh, culture, it will just uh, it will just the company will fall apart and it will never thrive. But if so, the same thing you can apply to an MMA team. If you can build a, a successful or great culture, um, then from there, it'll all grow and grow and grow and be successful in itself, um, and that can that could uh, that could uh, apply to your affiliates, people that you teach. It could apply to a number of things, but it does it uh, builds builds a successful culture. And I've learned that you see the most successful teams in sports and MMA. It's always based on they've always got a good culture within their team. Hmm. I've been in um, I've been in like boxing gyms before, where there's been wee cliques. Like it never works. Like this, you mm. can just like this, this, this gang and this gang, and it, it's and not a nice place to gym. be. Yeah. Nah, there's like a wee atmosphere, and you think, oh, I don't know if we really want to train here. But you go to like like Goliath, um, they didn't really have any like high level, uh, you, like even amateurs yet. But the, the atmosphere in the place is cool. Everybody wants to help everybody, and it's, it's mm-hmm. a really good atmosphere. Um, yeah. So that's quite cool uh, to see that. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's a, the boxing was quite bad. That you go to gyms and it was skinny. This, this side and that. It was like going to a school disco and you had one side and one side and another and another and nobody talked to anybody. It was, it was a weird kind of set up. Eh? Uh, um, I think that's, the, honest, honestly, that's a really cool thing about higher level as well. When you, when you go there, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of some of these guys. Do you know what I mean? I, I love martial arts, so a lot of these guys I'm a fan of. Um, you know, even though I trained alongside them, I've done groups with them for years, you know, sparring with them and stuff. Um but I'm, I've always been a fan of these guys watching them, I think, because uh, I appreciate folks that are good at martial arts, do you know what I mean? I, and hmm. some of the guys that I've got to train with at higher level over the years are just uh, unbelievable martial artists and got some really unique qualities as humans and abilities, you know? Um, like, there's some guys that people don't even know that are just fr- were frightening martial artists. Jamie Nolan uh, springs to mind. He was, he was excellent. He came through and trained with us for years. Just solid wrestling, great boxing, and uh, a really kind person as well. Like he was one of these kind of guys that if he's sparring with you, he could a couple of times he could have probably you know gave you a flash or put your lights out, and he would always pause and give you yeah, like as if to say you know <laughs> I could have caught you there. <laughs> could have <heard> you there. <laughs> no, I mean so you, you get you get guys like that. A lot of, that's that's a completely different side to a lot of these fighters that people will never get to see is like what mm. a good person like Stevie Ray. 
maybe crack you with a left hand and you're like, oh, that was a good left hand. But Stevie's never the type of guy that in the gym that would ever, uh, you know, try and follow up on it or anything like that. He's, he looks after his training partners and um, his training partners try and look after him by pushing him, mm. you know. Um, and that's, but, you know, you, you don't get that culture everywhere. And especially with guys at such a high level, you know, sometimes egos and stuff get involved, but there's no egos at a higher level because you would get sorted out real quick. Uh, that's one of the, one of the things like what you're saying with higher level is like it's higher level is kind of like the uh, it's like the Scottish version of whatever you want to call it you know Ferris Harvey's gym or or uh, you know Jackson Wink's gym it's like yeah. the Scottish version of that where you go in like when you go in there you, you see these faces you're like that's that's him and that's that guy that's him that's, but they're all cool they're all super yeah. like really I've only been in I think once but everybody was like can everybody walk in? How you doing? You all right? They, they never teach Dan you. Was teaching, yeah. That's when Dan was seven, all right. You mm-hmm. go in and guys, are, I, I, I can't know who they are because I've seen them on Instagram. Like, yeah, just guys like is it, um, is it like Coonley? Is it Coonley? Aye, aye, man. He <laughs> like got, never met the guy in my life, and I walked in. He's like, "How's it going, man?" And I'm like, "Huh? How's it going?" I started teaching <laughs> like, just, Coonley when he was 14 years old. Um, he's just one of the faces that I've seen, and he was just nice. He just walked in, never seen me, did not know who I am. He just it's a pleasant. He's man. the nicest wee boy. He, he came to my gym uh, when we had it in Alawa, um, SMTC it was at the time, and uh, I was teaching out there. It was Snowball's gym, and uh, we were, yeah, we were, we were, we were constantly training. We were doing a wee thing where I was, we were, I was teaching jiu-jitsu. He was teaching uh, Thai boxing. Uh, there was boxing classes and stuff, but it had, had quite a good thing going on. There was a lot of bodies. I was, I was really trying to get into Thai at the time. I was really getting, I mean. I got I got quite uh, obsessed with it for a bit. I really really enjoyed Thai boxing. I eh? just thought this is absolutely brilliant. Um, but Coonley came in as a fourteen year old boy, and he's like the he's just the nicest wee boy ever, man. And um, he didn't even have that much natural talent at first, but he, he had a lot of work ethic. And then then mm. what, it was it was funny once his personality started coming out. Then he really started to show his talent because it was like he was just being smooth, you know. He, was, he started boxing, letting himself go, being loose, and his boxing and striking was always really smooth. Um, and now he's just built himself up to. He, he's he's honestly like I wouldn't be fancying doing rounds with him now. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That's <laughs> honestly it's what he's like nineteen or something now, maybe. Uh. Uh, maybe, maybe he's a wee bit older than that, but I'll tell you what, I wouldn't fancy doing rounds with him these days, man. I've done some grappling rounds with him, but MMA, I don't know. <laughs> this is why this is why you've got to be yeah, thankful there's masters, there's masters divisions in the uh, jiu <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all, these young, all, all these young guys, you can go, ah, nah, man, I'll win masters. <laughs> man, the old boys. When you uh, when you look at that, you're like, oofed, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's, young, it's good young that young guys are getting involved. I was going to say, young guys athletic that maybe... Like Sean Clancy. you seen Sean Clancy fight? Hardly not. Nah, kids 3-0. You know, he's, uh, his dad's big into martial arts. He fought as well. And uh, mm. all his sons are tough as fuck. It's quality. Um, he's uh-huh. just got them right into martial arts for a young age and you know invested a lot of time into them. It's really cool. But Sean's, uh, Sean's like 17. He's 3-0 you know, in MMA. He's incredibly talented and mm. solid, solid grappler. Game as he come as well. Like I was in higher level one uh, one day. I kind of, I can't remember why I was in. I was just popping in to grapple with people that were there, and um, I think it was before, uh, before, before I was on a run of three comps in a row. It was awesome. Uh, before Stevie done Polaris as well, but um, we were in. Uh, 
we were in the cage and Sean was like, hey, I'll do rounds for you, man. And we we're just doing rounds, round after round after round, you know what I mean? And he was not getting discouraged at all. You know, he's just keeping at it, keeping at it, keeping at it. And I'm like, oh, that's a great attitude. And he was fit mm. as a fiddle as well. So I was like, even then I was like, oh, it's, he's awesome. He's going, to be, he's going to be really good because he, he's no bother about defeat. He's just want to learn, 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 learn. It's trying to, it's hope, it's the, the hope when you see some of these young guys, uh, and we've all seen young guys who come into the gym and they'll be talented and they'll be there, and they just disappear. And you just wish you could get, just ex- like keep them. Sounds like he is, but just explain to them, man, do you just keep doing this? You fucking yeah. could do something. You could really go someplace. Yeah. It's just um, keep, keeping these guys interested, eh? I've saw, I've saw so much around. of that, to be honest, eh? You see, you see so much of that, and I don't know why. I've, I've seen so many talented people actually, eh? I've seen so many talented people actually just stop all together and you think, why would you do that? You've got so much talent at that. Talent. And I, do you know what? See if somebody does that for the wrong, for the right reasons, it's fine. But see if it's like to go get drunk or go take drugs and go just uh, be waste, go waste yourself. It's a fucking bad move and they'll regret it for the rest of their life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is where do I think, think um, sorry, Ali. When you I was just going to say, do you think it's, it's the, when the, the talent kind of levels out and they have to then, like you were saying, Mop, start to work hard with the talent that some people start to drop off because they can't rely on their natural talents. They're not sorry, as willing to work hard. I sorry, I was saying, do you think with the... You were saying about like working hard is a massive part of the, the mm-hmm. whole game and maybe because they've been so talented, they haven't had to work hard and they get to the level where they have to match their talent with hard work that people maybe aren't as willing to do that sometimes. I I I think it could be that. Um, it's it's hard it's hard to tell to be honest. Um, it's hard to tell because I think it's I think I think it's like it's uh, everybody's got these ideas in their head of things that they want to do, and for for people they, they tend to leave the sport quite young sometimes to or just because maybe they want to go party or whatever because all their friends are doing that and they kind of just do their own thing for a period of time, so. Uh, I think that's maybe why they do it. It's just like it's because they're, they're drawn to all this stuff that they think is going to be great. But really, you know, you can you could actually still do that shit sober. I, I didn't really miss out on much. You know, I was out all the time. I was clubbing, but I've been sober for twelve years or something like that now. Twelve and a twelve years and what we in May. Yeah, it's twelve years, twelve and a half years exactly, pretty much. <laughs> mm. So I, I've never had a drink of alcohol in twelve and a half years. I think this is where, um, like I said, guys like that, I think this is at, like, like a higher level at your own place. Like I said, guys like you and guys like Stevie and Danny Henry and that have got like a, quite a big part to play to be able to say to the guys, because they're like, these are kind of like the bigger names, to say to these young guys, listen, like, you can do a lot of things here. There's nothing really, you, know, you can go party, but you get fed up with it, whereas you could actually go and do things and go and have some life experiences, have fun, maybe make some money, win some belts and things like that. It's cool, I think. It's cool to have guys like you and, and, and Stevie, Danny, and then, like, say, Callum, Murray, and, and those kind of guys that could probably say to the younger boys, listen, dickhead, <laughs> they do that and do that. You're, you're 100% right, I think, because, um, and, and just, I mean, that's what I feel I do as a coach, you know, that's what I feel mm-hmm. I, I try and do as a coach, I try and uh, help all my guys out that, you know, try and help them make mistakes, even mistakes that I'm reflecting on my career and saying, you know what, I should have done more of that, or, you know what, I should have done, you know, because I, 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 all, all you're doing as an MMA fighter is you're really trying to work out what you think the best strategies are in your head and trying to build yourself upon that. Mm. But uh, 
you know, there's there's things I would have went back and if I could have went back in time and I said, nah, I need to find the time to do that, you know. But sometimes somebody's told you and you've just chose to ignore it as well. Well, all of these things, you've got to pay attention to the, the shit along the way. Young folk didn't want to listen, did they? <laughs> That's the problem with being young. <laughs> uh, young folk didn't want to listen. We've all done it. Um, but I saw... Oh, excuse me. Yeah, we definitely, have, we definitely have all been there, haven't we? You get good advice at the time and you don't realise it until five years down the line and then you're like, oh, I should have listened five years ago. Should have been doing this for the last five years. Eh? Uh, mm. I, there, is, there is definitely things like that that you, you, know, you, do, you notice the difference. Eh? Um, mm. So what's um, what's your plans moving forward, Moff? Have you got no plans to ever do any MMA again? I don't know. Eh? It's, it's been a while, <laughs> so I, I'm probably as well, I'm probably as well saying no because I, I just get I just get pissed right off myself for it. I really I really still feel like I've got it in me today and uh, I miss it and enjoy it. But um, that this is this is kind of going back to what we were talking about. This is exactly why I'm training really so hard to now because the way I'm looking at it is, is, is I've always been so busy with work and coaching that I've not really had the time to get in the in fight shape, but. You know, I should be able to get myself pretty close to it because uh, I've got some time when I'm on furlough for work. So uh, it's been awesome. Mm. Uh, it'd be, um, be cool to see you do some MMA again. Like, uh, but this, again, it's, uh, I, 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 when was the last time you had an MMA fight? What was it? Like three four years, years. Four years four ago. Four years ago. Like, I keep saying, like, uh, when people ask me about boxing, it's like, eh, maybe then you've got six years. And if I was going to do it, I would have done it by now. I'm probably just in my head, didn't really want to say no, but. Chances of happening. It's, it's too. It's too. It's weight. It's not easy, but it's easier to go and do a jiu-jitsu competition than get fucking kicked in the head or get punched in the head or something like that. It's easier to go and do jiu-jitsu. Eh? <laughs> it's a different kind of preparation, a hundred percent. You know, you can't easier. you can't bank that you're going to be able to do uh, fight after fight after fight. You know, but you can bank that you can pretty much do comp after comp after comp. Yeah. If, you play, if you play the rules right in jiu-jitsu, you know you're either going to get submitted or you're going to submit the person or win. You know, so you shouldn't really get hurt because, um, you know, it should all stop before the point of injury. But you can't go into a kickboxing bout, a boxing bout, um, you know, and, and, and guarantee that you're not going to walk out injured. In fact, you're probably as well guaranteeing yourself that you are going to walk out injured because, uh, you know, that's how most fights go down. And if you're not prepared for that, then you shouldn't have been the fight, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely. Have you, have you got any plans for, like... Um, Organising any like jiu-jitsu shows or, or doing any MMA shows through through your way. You yeah, I actually, having some, some big matches on. I had an MMA show that was uh, was getting put together. It was meant to be getting. It was meant to be on this month. Actually, oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, seen that. Aye. So obviously that's kind of happened. Yeah. So it's really looking forward to that. But that's fine. I've got more time to plan it um, as soon as everything's back up and running. I'll get a chance to do that. Uh, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to get some. Um, I'd like. To, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you know better than me. It'd be cool to see something like the high level guys in Scotland compete because I've never, I, like, I've never seen many high level guys in Scotland competing against each other. And, like, like um, so, like, I've never seen like. So, uh, I'm trying to think now in terms of brown belts. Um, it'd be cool to see like, like, it'd be cool to see Dan Clark versus name a black belt, like a good black belt. You know, it'd be good to see Dan against. Dan or Dan against you or or well, you win the fight Stevie Ray but Ken like the the, the bigger names in Scottish Jiu Jitsu it would be cool to see something mm-hmm. like in a 
can like get some super fights made up and watch them. I, 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 think the, I think the thing is, most of us have probably competed against each other at some time in the past. You know just what I mean? No, just at, low, at lower it's belts. Just, it's just that maybe, ah, just at lower belts. Maybe people haven't seen it. Maybe in MMA mm. stuff like that as well. You know, so um, just because most of the top guys have been a bit for a while and they'll have at least rolled with each other or whatever. Yeah. That's just yeah. again, that's just um, like fan stuff. That's just me being a fan going. It'd be cool to see uh, all all the good guys in Scotland compete against each other. Oh, for sure. I mean, I love, I just love competing against everybody. I think I've competed. Yeah. I've competed against most people. Um, I, I, lo- I love it, you know. I love competing. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, genu- I'm genuinely pretty impartial about. Obviously, I want to win, but I just, I, I just like to find out if I'm better than people or not. And that's it. Just if I can, if I've, if, I've, if my work's been good enough. Because what, what sucks is, what's the worst is if somebody's been training less time than you and they're better than you, and you're like, ah, shit, I've obviously done something wrong. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? And you're like, uh, uh, you know, so. I just I just like to keep testing and learning. I think uh, expose you exposes a lot of styles in competition. So you can you're exposing yourself to all these different styles, and then you're learning how to deal with these styles as well. And you know, you're seeing it in actual, actual practicality where the, where you're going against each other, trying to you know trying to go for each other, trying to try to mm. try to fake kill the other person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, simulated murder. Yeah. Simulated murder. I. <laughs> oh, so um, where did you? Uh, Connection to Tenth Planet come from, Mop? Where did that end up? Aye, so right. where, where, where did I start? I was saying I was saying about training judo um, with Josh Gavin, the hostile territory. It was awesome. Um, later on, uh, unfortunately, Josh passed away. It was, uh, you know, it was a a, a really uh, that was a re- it was a really bad time, you know, for that because um, he was just such a great person, you know, and it was it should it was just. Uh, some things in life are just completely unfair, you know, uh, and that's yeah. what it's one of the things where you think to yourself, that's just terrible, especially with a family and stuff like that. Um, but I, so I had started training Muay Thai with Brian Stevenson. Um, I got quite close with his coach, his coach, uh, John Craig. He was a, you know, somebody I still consider a good friend. Um, and we would travel to Thailand and stuff, train Thai boxing out there. Um, you know, train Thai boxing there, I had a Thai fight. It's fun. I've just one, one and done. Um, but, but I loved it. You know, I, I got I got proper obsessed. I can. I was even able to do one of the wee tie dances. That's how obsessed I was. <laughs> um, I been, that's that's just, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Mark. This is what I'm saying. Like to some of the young guys, like you've seen young guys, like you just to go to Thailand and train and have a fight. It's cool as that's cool as fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean that's cool to be able to say you've done that. I went there and trained. That's pretty cool. I just did. I just did. Do you know what? I just thought. I knew for the start I wanted to be a real mixed martial artist, not one of these fucking guys that just you know that just know one thing or two. I just think that's no mixed martial arts. Learn everything. That's that's mm. the way I look at it, and, and I'll never dismiss a martial art. You could you could uh, come up to me some. Don't get me wrong. Maybe some of that fucking. McDojo life. What's the self defense one that's kicking about the now? It's like. Uh, there's a funny one anyway, man, but it's all her, it's all her YouTube and people are like making fun of it and that on video. But anyway, I, maybe none of that shit, but like I embrace all techniques and I think that being a fan of Anderson Silva, I think that was uh, was a big part yeah. of it. He was, he was showing you new stuff works, you know, like there was, when I, when I first got in MMA, there was like, just get really, really fucking jacked. It seemed like people wanted to get jacked up on steroids and they wanted to do hundreds of, 
I think that's why I went away for the strength and conditioning stuff because I related it to, to, to steroids just because it was so many fucking roided up guys. <laughs> uh, just like all, all the UFC countdown shows were like Sean Cherk fucking flinging tires about oh, just wow. constantly just fucking muscles on muscles on muscles. And I used to think, who's these cunts kidding? They're fucking, they must be mentally weak when they're fucking taking this shit and they're, they're out there fucking flexing muscles all day. Like, that's no mm. fighting. That's fucking, that's weightlifting, man. If you want to get into fucking weightlifting, get it. that's how I looked at it. But so I just got obsessed with martial arts. I felt like I've no, I've only got so much time. And I love martial arts way more than I love that shit. But mm. um, I, so I, I, got, I got pretty obsessed with it for a bit. <laughs> so uh, it's, um, it's quite funny because a lot, a lot of people look at guys who are big and jacked and, and six pack and, and, Massive arms and massive shoulders. I look at those guys and go, eh, he's probably going to tire out quite quick. You know, you look at Anthony Joshua when Anthony <laughs> Joshua was like 18 and a half stone and like a good god, and you're like, eh. And then when uh, Andy Reeves comes along and knocks yeah. him out, it's like, fuck hell, man. You, it, it, it doesn't, it does sometimes. Do you know what? Most of the time it doesn't mean anything. I'd say like 90% of the time that I've ever rolled with or trained with big, muscly guys. I've went, oh, they're not very strong, you know, and I've, I, I didn't mm. feel it. And then yeah. that, there is that 10% though where you get just freakishly strong people and you're like, holy shit, they are so yeah. strong. Yeah, and then you're like, that's real crazy strength. Eh? So it's just it's just funny because mm-hmm. there's levels to, to strength, I suppose. Weightlifting strength is totally different to grappling strength. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think there's, um, there must be some like mad genetics going on with some people because there is, um, it's like people I've rolled with, they're, like small and you're like what what the fuck's mm-hmm. going on here like Hi. I'm normally strong in jiu-jitsu like maybe no like obviously couldn't be squatting off a lot and stuff like that but it's like when they grip your collars or, or they go for underhooks you go oh, that's different it feels weird yeah. one, one, of my, one of my well my, my first we're kind of getting on to jiu-jitsu and shit anyway so this makes sense so during the time I trained with Josh I started uh, also traveling to learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu like I learned uh, uh, basically uh, so what 2000 and I think it was about 2010, 2000, yeah, I mean, about 2010, uh, I was going to be, I was going to start, uh, I had a fight or something coming up and I wanted to get better at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I, I think, to be honest, I'd been just looking at like different, the different main different martial arts. I started studying the UFC, looking, looking into the main martial arts who are the champions. It's kind of, it's quite basic. You can do it with any kind of sport, but you just look at the best guys in the world at it. What are they doing? All right, mm. that's what they're doing. I'm going to do that too, and then mm, yeah. you know, you start, then you're playing catch up to there. It just depends how good you can get at it and how creative you can get along the way. But I pretty mm. much just looked at who all the top guys were, what they were doing, and said, right, okay, I need to get good at these. Where teaches these? So, you know, I, I was learning some ground skills for judo, and I learned a lot of really, really good stuff that gives me a bit of an edge on a lot of guys. I think, um, mm. you know, my, my base is judo. I would say always. Yeah, my, my base is judo, the way that the, the judo methods for holding people and crushing them and then making them give you submissions, that's uh, that's my style of grappling, you know. Mm. Yeah. And if a submission's there, I'll go for it. But if, if not, I'm going to crush a person until they want to give me the submission. That's what I'm always going to try and do to people. That's, mm. that's how I like to grapple. Um, mm. But I... Fuck, I lost track there. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely, that's absolutely the time, man. I'm just think, so, what you were saying there, though, about the judo and the crushing, you'll be making John Humphreys, our coach, very, very happy if he listens to this because that's pretty much how he teaches. Do you know he what I mean? Old school judo. Yeah, 
Yeah. Old school judo. It's a great, honestly, the judo guy's got a lot of stuff right because it was technically kind of stolen for judo anyway when you think about it because yeah. it, it went, it went, you know, judo right through to Brazil. And the Brazilians, uh, you know, learnt it, kind of rebranded it to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, and then from there, it was, you know, it's, it's took all different forms, you know. It's it's it's, like, it's crazy, but that that's that's the thing. That's why I don't get too attached to BGJ or anything. I just consider myself a grappler. You know, I didn't get mm. too attached to these things. I I'll learn any dis, any grappling discipline. I'll learn, you know, because it's it's all it's all just grappling. And I'm not I'm not into this like us against you shit either. I don't think like what that's I don't think that helps anybody in grappling. Like, yeah. so I'm I'm not yeah. going to see like a guys from Marcos Nadini's team. I'm not going to roll with that guy. I'll I'll go roll with that guy. I'll be friends with that guy if I like him. That's it. Mm. I'm, I'm going to train with somebody if I like them. I, I dare look at it as teams or anything like that. I understand there is certain things like for, for me, it's if uh, if it gets personal. If somebody was to insult, uh, you know, a coach or a teammate, then I'm going to say right. No matter if you're a good guy or not, you're nothing to do. You've insulted my team. You know what I mean? But if if people are cool, then I, I would I would roll with I would roll with anybody. You know what I mean? I, I'll go train with anybody and learn for anybody. And you know, I want to learn as much as I can. I want to test myself as much as I can. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned Marcos Nadini because I think there's um, apparently there's a huge big guy through there, a massive guy, and everybody hmm. keeps saying to me, "You fucking need to go and roll with him, man. You need to go and roll with him." And I'm like, "Hi, nah, I think I roll that big, like, <laughs> you roll from. Apparently Aye. he's enormous. Like he's like he's a fucking good. Like, like you know, like 130 kilos or something. Apparently like 130, and everybody's saying to me, "Fuck, man, you need to go and roll with him." And I'm like, eh, "Maybe." <laughs> <laughs> if I assume I'm thinking he was a good dude. If, um, I, I'm like you, Mark. Like I've always been the same when it was when it was boxing, sparring, or jiu-jitsu. Like as long as people are cool, fuck man, I'll, I'll, I'll. But sometimes, sometimes I think when like, I don't know if you find this, but see when you're like super cool with people, I think sometimes you see it as like a weakness where you're just being really friendly to people, and sometimes and maybe just sober start step the mark slightly, kind of trying like maybe mm-hmm. maybe take the piss slightly because you're being like if you sometimes see like being really nice as being like a bit weak. But um, I found that sort of thing. Sometimes people are maybe just just trying to take the piss slightly because you're being nice. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu etiquette's quite funny, isn't it? When you think about it, just in general, eh? it's just the whole the whole etiquette's a bit a bit a bit funny to me. I think I don't know. Sometimes you know, sometimes it just depends. Yeah, that's why you've got to find the, the right culture, the right you know, the right pl- the right people, you know, the right place that you want to roll. You know, sometimes it's not even yeah. about the instruction; it's just about getting the culture right for how you how you are as a person. You know, and I think that's what? that's uh, what. That's it's, it's again. It's, it's it's one of the main things that differentiate a lot of the clubs. Like Tenth Planet Jiu Jitsu is not that much difference to any other normal Jiu Jitsu. They're still training at all Jiu Jitsu really. Um, mm. It's just that it's branded Tenth Planet Jiu Jitsu. You know that they've got some pass that are unique and stuff like that. But but it's not like they're they're, they're saying right. I'm only going to learn rubber guard. I'm only going to learn the truck. I'm only yeah, going to yeah, learn yeah. these systems. They're learning all Jiu Jitsu and they're they're doing what everybody else is doing. They're concentrating on what's the most successful shit out there. If you look at the, again, back to that, you look at the ADCC, what are the moves that are getting hit? They're going to put focus on that, just like any any other mm. smart club would be doing. John, uh, I, know, I know John, John looks at that. John watches, John watches what are like the high percentage submissions. Like every big comp, he'll watch and see what's, what's getting hit and what seems to be popular and try and follow what everybody else is going to, like trying to anticipate what everybody else is going to be trying to learn. 
Yeah, one thing for sure in jiu-jitsu, you don't want to get left behind. A lot of people yeah. get left behind. If they ever, if you ever stop getting curious and fall out of love with it, then you'll get left behind and you'll, you know, really I, 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 well, I think they should have a totally different belt system where you can go up belts, but you can also go down belts. Come down belts, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I am right now, I'm a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu because, you know what I mean? A lot of people after this lockdown won't be feeling like black belts or a lot of people <laughs> might be feeling like... Uh, you know, blue belts might be feeling like white belts after this because you know you've you've took that much time back. It's like quick yeah. <laughs> yeah, The we'll only thing that'll save that is hopefully everyone's going to be like that. So it's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Everyone <laughs> will be back to being packed. Uh, <laughs> I think like the lowest you can get is go back to like blue belt level. Do you know what I mean? If you if you if you ever got that good, then you just stopped altogether. You would still have you'd still have a bunch of tricks. I think. Do you know what I mean? You'd have some. You'd maybe have one good round, and you feel like you you got to black belt and you stopped for a year. You would you would still at least have, even if you'd done no training for a year and you came back, you're still going to be pretty good. Eh? <laughs> nah, it'll, it'll never it'll never leave you completely. You still understand like how you move. Eh? It's like old boxers, do you know what I mean? You look at an old, you ever met an old boxer in the pub? It's like I used to box, son. And then the next thing you know, he's flashing jabs at him. You're like, oh, he's a boxer. He's a boxer in the gym, you're like, oh, he's a boxer. I've seen it on the pubs over the years because if you think about it, 12 years sober, I can remember all my experiences in the pub. I remember all my conversations with the drunk guys and that. And I just chat to them and I just be curious, you know. So if they tell me they used to be a boxer, I say, all right, what was your favourite puncher, son? Just start asking them questions, you know what I mean? And the next thing you know, you get a funny story with it. They're like, oh, I fucking had the jab. I used to hit folk with the jab every day. You <laughs> it's just how you wind folk up and get good stories. <laughs> I, mean, um, I mean, one of the funny, you'll, you'll probably remember, you'll, you'll probably be able to remember these things, but you, when you speak to people, especially if you're sober, it's catching out bullshitters in pubs, Ken, especially when, it, I remember when MMA became popular, we were out, I think Dan would have been there, and it was, um, it was Paul Laurie was out, and there was a guy, he was talking, some guy was talking to him, and this guy, his exact words were, I am doing, I'm doing the USC now. And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're doing the UFC. And he's like, oh, where'd you train? And I can't remember where he said he trained, but he trained where Dan and Laurie were training at the time. Like, oh, yeah. we trained there. We've never seen you. And the boy kind of just went bright red and kind of went, <laughs> just try to blag it, kind of night out. Try to, try to say he's a fighter. And, um, there's a, a lot of guys like that. <laughs> a lot of boys. Everybody, see the amount of people that like the idea of being a fighter? Without, actually, without actually ever, boys that have been to the gym twice and then like, oh man, oh, do, the, do the MMA like. I had, a, I had a guy tell me uh, that he trained in the same place I was training. When I was training that Thai boxing gym, he actually told, uh, he, tell, he was in the pub telling me that he trained at the same gym as me without not, he didn't know that I trained there. He was just saying, oh, I've started, he just started blithering me, I've started doing the Thai boxing. I said, all right. And he goes, and say, I said, oh, where are you doing that? It was, the guy's name's Deke McDade. <laughs> if anybody's listening to this that knows me, he's deserved to be slaughtered for this. Um, sitting, 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 steaming, steaming. Uh, and he's, he's going, he's going, aye, aye, I've been doing the tie boxing, aye, doing with snowball. And I was like, all right, aye. And he said, aye, aye, doing the tie boxing. And I'm like, all right, that's good, man. Aye, where are you doing that about? I said, I'm into a bit of that. And he's like, aye, aye. So he's telling me, he goes, he actually got the class times and days wrong, but he was, uh, he at least knew that there was a class and where it was, but he certainly had never been because I'd never missed a class. Plenty of boys laugh, man. I love uh, I love when you talk to the bullshit when they get caught out. It's hilarious. Oh, it's embarrassing, <laughs> man. It's embarrassing. But yeah. you see it. But aye, so I think what was I saying? I was saying I, I was travelling through to Scott McVeigh's. That's where I went to. Um, so I started I started getting curious about different martial arts. Started training. Uh, 
Brazilian jiu-jitsu through there. So I used to travel by myself most of the time through to Scots, um, where he had a place in the, there was a place in Balfron, which is uh, I also uh-huh. Ker Ke- McMillan. Uh, he's a he's actually a, a Hicks and Gracie black belt. So it's Kerr and or Hoist Gracie black belt now under Hickson. And uh, same with Scott McVeigh, two really, two really good guys. Uh, mm. Both of them were great coaches and great training partners. I used to uh, travel through and train with them regularly. And the gi was when I started, so that was about two thousand and ten. Um, and now we would, we would just train, and it was brilliant. It was really old school uh, Gracie fundamentals. I really enjoyed it. You know, teaching you the proper. You know, one one thing about the the, the Brazilian jiu jitsu stuff is uh, they really go into the fine details of stuff, and that's what I think is. Uh, it's brilliant, just like the mechanics of a choke and like something Hoyce always talked about is just how you want to keep like no space, you know what I mean? Like no space mm. at all. If you're going for a triangle, you want to close off all the space of everything, you know, but some people, they put on these sloppy triangles and they start squeezing. They're not realizing mm. you need to be getting, you need to be, uh, you know, minimizing that space and that's what, you know, makes a choke tighter. And, and mm. uh, Hoyce, Hoyce spoke about, you know, really fine fundamental details that you never forget like that. Um, and and I, I I got to learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu from them up to Bluebell. It was really it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Round about that time, I started focusing on um, more my MMA career. You know, I wanted to get better. Um, I think this would have been about two thousand and two thousand and twelve, two thousand and thirteen. I had suffered I had suffered a loss to to Paul McBain uh, when I'd fought him, and I'd, it was the first loss I'd had in a, a good few years since I'd pretty much started. And I remember being like really trying to get better to you know to try and get a rematch at some point. And uh, anyway, I ended up you know you know training. Re- I was training really really hard and uh, started travelling through there to get better. But I thought right, I need to I really need to add some extra elements to my game. I could I could see in my own game. You know, a good question to always ask yourself is if uh, if you were going to fight you, how would you beat you? You know. Mm, so, definitely, yeah. definitely I always, as an MMA fighter I would always ask myself that you know, and I would try and be as truthful with myself as possible if I was uh, going to beat you how would I beat you You know, and then I would think right well you need to start filling that hole before somebody else recognises that because if somebody mm-hmm. else sees those holes then they can capitalise on them so I started filling you know, trying to fill those holes in and the right place for me to fill those holes in was, uh, was through James Doolan um, James had, had commented I was, I was talking about going pro on a uh, you know, on uh, the forum, and, and, and James was nice enough to say, "Listen, if you want, if you're going pro and you want to get sparring, then you're welcome through here." And uh, I thought to myself, "That's you know, that's an opportunity that I shouldn't really be passing up on." Um, and I started travelling through there with my brother and stuff. We started uh, training through there regularly, and and just uh, really trying to fill in the holes. And I feel like I've done a great job of that. I feel like I, you know, mm. th- those guys rounded up my game um, much much better. All the stuff that I never knew. I learned, you know, I learned there, um, which was a, a big, big chunk of my MMA game. And that was around 2013, I think I went there, 2013. So, um, and I think three, four years, I was in the gym pretty much every day, uh, training, learning, certainly at most, you know, five, six days a week anyway. And I just, I learned, learned so much in that gym, learned so much from, the, from my teammates that were, you know, training with there and learned so much from the coaches. And still, still to this day, if there's anything I'm ever stuck with or a, a position I'm struggling with, um, you know, concepts, concepts, um, you know, anything, coaching advice. James has been brilliant with that a lot lately since I've started coaching again. You know, I've... Uh, I ask, him, I ask him a lot of questions, you know. I, I go to James a lot if I've got questions on 
uh, you know, maybe a thought process for coaching and stuff. So, you know, just mm. a few conversations here and there have been really good, and I've, I've, I'm still learning for him yet, just in a slightly different way. That was one of the things I was going to I was going to ask you. Then you can answer it yourself. Is like see see by training, like going to all these different gyms. You have you picked up just tiny little things for this guy, this guy, this guy, and then can implement it into your own coaching, like things that you knew what. So one of the things is like, especially in a gym, I think you can obviously you know who you coach. There's everybody's like there's different personalities in the gym. Like everybody's like people are different. So have yeah. you picked up things like how to manage people for different gyms. Uh, uh, there's, 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 there's different systems and you know there's different systems in place and all, all you can really do especially as a coach is try and um, is try and guide the culture that you think is correct and you know in martial arts because um, you know there's there's a lot of ways to do things so when you start mixing the the etiquette of all the different martial arts you know there, there isn't the, the way that the ties, you know, etiquette is, is totally different to the way that the jiu-jitsu etiquette is, and it's totally different to the judo etiquette, and it's totally different to boxing etiquette. All the etiquettes are different, so you've just mm. got to take the parts that you think are the best, you know, etiquette out of that, you know, so if you were to say, right, boxing, what's great about boxing, you know, you can you can look at the different things. If you look at Thai boxing, right, maybe maybe you think, right, the ritual dancing's not so good, but we take that out. Right, okay then, but we can, we should still keep the fact that they train like absolute demons. You know, mm. <laughs> that's one thing you'll never see an unfit tie boxer. <laughs> They're always absolutely fit as a fiddle, or you'll rarely see an unfit tie boxer. Um, so you know, just taking the best of each martial art, taking the you know what you think uh, is is going to help young martial artists that are trying to perform in mixed martial arts, trying to compete in mixed martial arts. You know, so that that's what I try to do anyway. I take all the stuff that I've found for martial arts that I love, and I'm trying to. To, to build that within my culture and my team. Cool. What's, but, uh, um, have you got? Have you got? Um, have you got some guys like now that you're hopeful that you could take pro? Or? Um, I, I, I don't think anybody's got the experience yet to get pro. But honestly, the, the guys that are are giving me their time, I'm, I can get them wherever they want to be. You know, but I truly believe that in my heart of hearts. Um, it's pretty much been the purpose of my adult life is to get to the position where I can do that. Um, something mm. that I'm, I'm massively passionate about is the fact that martial arts really saved my life to be honest and uh, if I can do that for anybody else then it's it's worth everything it's worth every fight I've ever had it's worth uh, all the travelling that I've done to learn the techniques that are in my head um, it's worth you know all the hours and hours and hours and hours of hard work and giving up on stuff and it's, all of that's worth it if you can uh, if you can help save somebody's life change the direction of their life you know and not and and you know what's even even better about it is that with, with coaching you've actually got the opportunity to to do that to not just one person but loads of people you know anybody that you can you know you can help you, you can try and get them where they want to be. And so here's here, here's here's the question then since you're talking about that is do you get do you get as much pleasure in watching one of your own guys win in a competition easily um, easily as, more as you did to be honest e- easily more and that's cool. that's what that's what worries me um, about fighting that's the only thing that puts me off fighting is because i think why are you getting more more pleasure at coaching than what you did when you win like uh i didn't get that much maybe i would now because it's been so long since i won an mma but winning always came fairly easy to me and i think to myself i mean i worked really really hard so the wins came easy if that makes sense you know i worked hard Mm. in the gym so the wins came easy um a lot of the time but because it because it did I thought to myself, right, maybe um, maybe that's why I didn't value it. Don't get me wrong, there's some moments for fighting that 
nothing could top. Do you know what I mean? There's when I won my four man tournaments, I won two four man tournaments, and they were a real buzz. I, I loved them. I felt like a, um, you know, the experience was absolutely incredible. Getting to fight twice in one night, and it's just a good feel to it, you know. Um, but aye, I, I, I think it helped. Are you still allowed to do that now? And like now, are you still allowed to do that in MMA? Fight twice in one night. I mean, if we're if we're talking like facts, MMA is still not a real sport in the UK. You know, it's that it needs to change, and nothing needs fixed to it. To be honest, nothing needs fixed. Because that sounds right. I know, I know. In boxing now, you're not allowed to do. You used to be able to fight twice a day. I didn't even think you're allowed to mm-hmm. fight twice in one weekend now in boxing, like at Scottish Championships. I don't. It might have changed. I don't think now. There was a guy. Um, I get. I get who, it. You know, the people are just trying to make the sport safe, and I get it. I uh, think uh, it's. It's tough, you know, it's, it's tough to decide because it's like a lot of what makes the sport MMA great is madness, you know, the mix of martial arts, but also the fact mm. that sometimes a better martial artist doesn't win. You know, I, I yeah. definitely feel like I've been a better martial artist than some people that have beat me. It's just that they've been the better fighter on the day, you know, and that's mm. uh, that's fair, you know, so that's, it just shows you've got to have your, your mind on track. You've got to have, uh, fight, fighting, you know, being even being better and fitter than somebody by the time you go into the... Uh, in the cage in MMA, it doesn't guarantee you victory. You know, you, you need to be switched on on the day, and you need to make sure that you know your sole focus is on putting that person away, um, and, and hurting that person and winning the coin. I think people see it differently. I've always fought better when I see it as putting the person away, but um, some people see it as just winning the contest. And I think uh, mm. winning winning the contest is probably a smarter way to go. You know, but I've just always seen it as trying to put the person away because I've just looked at that like that was my job. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <Hurting> people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, their their jobs to do that to you. It's a fair exchange. <laughs> oh, there's, there's nothing more honest is. than a fight. That's for sure. There's nothing ever more honest than a fight. Well, you say especially you can't an organised one. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Uh, you can't. You can't hide in a ring or a cage. There's nowhere to hide. If you've not done the work, you'll get fucking found out. That's for certain. Yeah. Even jujitsu is the same thing. Like if you've not done the work, you'll you'll get caught out. So, what? Um, how are you doing for? Fucking hell! What time is it? Just looking at my time. There's that. You guys good to uh, keep chatting or he's he's done? Aye. Happy. Well, we're good to go on. You're, it looks like you're losing light though. You now look like Ken Ken on Ken Ken the video for a uh, Queen's video where it's just the black your know, blackness in your people's heads. That's <laughs> what you look like. Two seconds. Like. 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 There you go. There we go. There we are. Let there be light. Um Nice. Make what I'm about there. So, I th- I think I got fully up to like you know being at a higher level and training there over the years and stuff like that. But yeah. something else, the, the original question that you asked me was then when did you get to tenth planet? And I, I kind of jumped back no, to that was, when that I did get high. to tenth planet. And so I got to tenth planet um, the same time I kind of went to higher level. I think it was just actually just about six months before I made my first trip to California to uh, before I went to the higher level. I went out to California to to train it with Callum. So Callum had been training out there quite for quite a while. He had trained out there with a guy called Sean Bollinger and he had had um, mm-hmm. with Sean Bollinger and he had uh, a lot of people as well um, over for seminars as well. So Sean had been over and stayed at his house and stuff like that. So I'd met them then and uh, I, I was just, he just kept talking about this guy, Sean Bollinger. He's like, man, this guy, Sean Bollinger is fucking crazy, crazy jiu-jitsu, and I'm like, ah, oh, fucking, I, I was just getting on my own wee path at the time, but I'm like, you know, if, 
if Callum tells me, son, I'm going to listen to it in the same way we've 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 been training together since we pretty much started. So if he's, you know, if he tells me son's good, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get a try and I'm going to at least uh, you know look into it, you know. Um, and I think he's been the same with me, and that's pretty much how I, I learned the necktie as well. You know, it was him that put me onto that, and uh, I'm like, right, okay. And he said, no, I'm telling you, it's really good. And I was like, all right then. Uh, I, but it was him that told me about the dash as well, and I go, no, sorry, it was actually Josh that gave me the dash, and he had he's, he had some different dash setups. So I think we we kind of both both kind of encourage each other with that stuff. But he got me into the necktie, and it took me you know about six, five, six years to maybe about a year before I started getting good with it, and then it just grew and grew and grew. This is why um, it's super important. We've said this quite a few times in different episodes here, but it's so important to have the right people. Doesn't matter what you're doing, like life, playing football, rugby, whatever, to have the right people around about you that can yep. push you, and you push them, and they inspire you, and you want to make each other better. Can probably I'm sure I'm sure with Callum you're you're like the same as anybody else. You want I want to beat him, but I want him to get better at the same time. Do you know what I mean? You have a, a nice friendly competition we're, going on there. We, we all spot each other on. Do you know what I mean? And we'll we'll have so you know, we'll, have, we'll have we'll have jokes with each other. We'll my wee brother as well. Eh? Like we we used to drive through in the car with me, Stevie, Callum, Coonley, um, and Jordan Struthers as well. We, we were the first five that used to go through all the time. So. Um, so important of those people, man. So when important. I went to higher level, I was actually already coaching. So. When I made the decision to stop coaching and go to higher level, which was like 2013, so I, I, I was I was pretty much the best MMA fighter in the area. So I had to, or yeah, for yeah, I, I mean for for the the Alawa area, I was pretty much the only guy at the time that had been had been fighting MMA. But it was still it was way. If I'm being uh, truthful with myself, it was too early for me to be coaching, and that's that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's me being. If I'm being honest with myself, it was too early for me to be coaching. I was a good amateur at the time, and that's not good enough to be a coach. What what belt were you? What belt were you in jiu-jitsu when you were when you started coaching? So I was a blue belt when I started coaching. You were a blue belt, right? Okay. But there was there wasn't many blue belts, you know. And right, 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 right. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Right. So there wasn't there wasn't many blue belts, and I was I was coaching uh, I was coaching guys, and do you know what? They were winning fights. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> well, it's you know, obviously working. I, I was coaching mm. guys, and they were winning fights. But um, you know, not every fight, but which is you know a standard I try. I'm like no, but I'm trying to get to now. But it's uh, it, they were still winning more fights than they were losing. You know, and uh, but the biggest thing was it was actually just a lot of responsibility uh, trying to coach my wee brother. You know, and and when I was being like truthful with myself, I was saying you know what there there are. For me, like martial arts coaching is all about um, it's it's there should be like a credibility thing, right? So I don't like doing a job if if I, if I think people are doing jobs substantially better than me. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't offer to do a job if I thought somebody else was the right person for the job. So mm. I'm like, do you know what? I honestly think uh, you know there's bet there's better people out here for my wee brother, you know. And uh, I said. James Dillon would be the, the absolute best person for him. He would, he would be able to get him to where he wanted to be. And I thought to myself, right, this is a, this is a decision. I, I was like, you know, James had already offered me to come through. I think at the time I was actually scheduled to fight one of his, uh, a fighter he trained with, or trained, uh, which is Barry McHugh, which I, I didn't realise he actually trained Barry um, at the time, but I had accepted the fight with Barry. But anyway, Barry ended up getting injured. The fight got cancelled. And I said, you know what, I'm... Uh, that's 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 fine. I'm going to go uh, through there. So yeah, I started travelling through, and I said to at the time I had you know about maybe ten, fifteen students or something like that. Um, you know that they had some fights and stuff, and um, but they they weren't consistent. You know what I mean? So there was there was some people that were 
every day, you know, and they didn't miss a session. And I couldn't, I had to give those guys the option of finding a way to take them through a higher level with me because, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have done it if I was just leaving people in the lurch. But uh, there was a lot of people that were just training here and there. Um, and that's that's fine, but you know I'd, I'd invested a lot of time in these guys, and I wanted to make sure that they continued their journey. And I seen a lot of talent in them as well. You know, Jordan mm. Struthers was super super talented. He had a great determination, great uh, great movement. Um, so I, I just wanted to make sure that whatever happened, he'd keep training. And Coonley Coonley had grew so much since I first met him when he was fourteen that I just wanted to make sure that you know that he would have some uh, a good place to train as well, and that uh, mm. and and that he could make the most of himself. You know. So yeah, uh, those they, them my, my brother we we first we were the first four actually that started going through and it wasn't until we started going through, I mean right after I joined higher level I won a I won a four man tournament um, like a month after I won a four man tournament where uh, I ended up fighting two guys in the one night um, it was a, <clears throat> a, I beat an I beat a undefeated Polish fighter in the first fight and then uh, a guy called Stevie Loy um, who's a decent fighter in the the final as well. He was actually yeah, one of the coaches at, at Headhunters at the time. Mm. Um, but it was for the Headhunters title. It was a fun time. So I that that was that was pretty much when I when I when I went there. And then we started kind of saying to Callum like, "This is fucking. This is really really good, man. The training's awesome. Do you know what I mean? The coaching's awesome." And and we had said to him, and he was like, "Right, do you know what? Let's do it." So you know, he 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 came over with us and started jumping the car. He says, "We've got one space in the car that's running it quick." You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's trying, trying, just trying to get him. Do you know what? And, and all it is is the same. Just wanting him to make the best of himself because when mm. you've got somebody that's got talent, like I would honestly, I would sooner let somebody go in a different direction for them to be successful than try and keep them and knowing that. It's just people not being self-aware. Eh? A lot of coaches get like that. I've, I've seen it so much over the years, but it's just not being self-aware. Like if, if somebody's got a different goal, if somebody's if somebody's goal is the things that I'm, I can teach and get them there, I'm always going to want to help them. But if somebody's goal is, uh, seen it in, um, we see that you see in boxing all the time, Mark, where you see a, like you'd be at a gym. Not to mention any gyms, but you'd be in a gym and they wouldn't like if they had like a wee guy and mm-hmm. there was no sparring for him whatsoever. And he'd be like. Well, this other gym's got loads of sparring for me. I'm going to go there and box, and they'll be like, mm-hmm. "That we're not giving you, we're not giving you a card back, and just be as awkward." Oh, what the hell is that in boxing? Hey, what the hell? What's the point in that, man? But and I, one of those things, one of the things that I took for that, as you start getting older, you're like, "Well, if I ever start coaching, I, I want to make sure that I never I, do I, that." I, I never do these things, man, because all you're doing is ruining. If you actually like the sport, you should say, "Listen, son, there isn't there isn't any sparring here for you. You'd be better going there." Because they've got loads of good wee guys, you should go spar with them. I've 100%. never understood the point in that, man. I, I I get some I get some kids uh, come come to my club that are I've, I've boxed, you know, and they've boxed a lot um, from the Alabama Boxing Club. And mm. uh, you know, one thing I'll never say is uh, like it's we've I've got a really good relationship with that club because I respect the coach so much, you know. Um, I've known him for years. <laughs> <laughs> John, John, John White. John White. His name is. Um, John White, he's, he's he's a really 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 good boxing coach. He was a really good fighter, really technical fighter. Um, I remember, I, well. I, I, I remember Gibby. I remember Gibby well. And Stevie well, he Barnard was trained by Gibby. He was there. he was he was right. one of Gibby's best boys. So, um, so um, uh, Stevie Barnard was was coaching there for a while. That's a guy that I had boxed, but I think he was like the, the junior coach, and John yeah. must have been the, the senior coach when Gibby passed. Uh, like. So John John took over the club after Gibby passed, and he's really. Uh, He's really done great things with it. Some of the, honestly, mm. every single boxer that ever, for his gym, that ever comes into my classes, 
I'm like, fucking hell, he can box, man. You know what I mean? So mm. he's doing, he's doing sand right with them all because every single one of them look really, really good boxers. And what mm. I try and say to these kids is, um, you know, I've had a few of them come in. Some of them are, are super talented. I've got one in particular, to be honest. And, uh, like, even the new, I, I know that if he was to stick with it, he could be, like, crazy level champion because the way mm. that he learns, eh? And it's just mm. like, it's just, when people are that, at that age, though, where it's like, you're about to hit 17, 18, 19. If you uh, if you go off on the drink, you're going to no, you're not going back. opportunity. Like uh, you mm. see guys like that where they could really be like the the, the, the potential is unlimited. And and it's like we spoke about earlier. Sometimes sometimes guys just waste it and they're like, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to I, make an ass one, one of the things I've often wondered with a lot of these guys is um, I wonder how much it is. Like self-sabotaging. So you got a young lad, and he, he, like especially if somebody's saying to them, you're, "You're really, you could do something here, son." I wonder how much it's self-sabotaging because they just didn't want to have the pressure on them. Do you know what I mean? They didn't want to have pressure on their shoulders, like mm-hmm. expectation that they, they kind of just disappear and I'll miss this train session. That just kind of a wee yeah. bit nervous about the pressure. They, they can't deal with pressure at all. I wonder how much of that is interesting. <laughs> Aye, it's, it's, it's hard. They fight psychology is massive. Like, I, I love fight psychology. It's fucking so well, We had um, the big guy, the bare knuckle guy that we had on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the fuck? What the fuck's going on in the thing? I, I, yeah, I think I'm doing it 10%. I think that's all. Sorry, the big bare knuckle guy that we had on, Gumpy Walker, he was saying before he, he had lost a fight, uh, he had lost his British bare knuckle heavyweight title and he had a rematch uh, and he went and got a sports psychologist mm-hmm. and it's something that I'd never even had just thought and he was saying he's honestly man he goes he's so like so good like he was I, so I, good I, I mean I guess people pay money for them for a reason do you know what I mean uh, he said he was really I, I'm, good, like. I'm just I'm just a bit dumb and stubborn with stuff like that honestly and that's, that's it's, it's one of my biggest uh, one of my biggest letdowns I think yeah, as a person is that like I'm just really stubborn with trying to work things out for myself I like to work things out for myself always have I've done it with everything mm. most of my life. I like to work things out for myself. I like to learn from my own mistakes. Like I've nearly made every mistake you can possibly think of, really, and and to an extreme. You know, everything I get into, I get into. And if it's go- if it's a bad thing, it's going to end up really bad. And if it's a good thing, it might end up pretty good. It's just I'm I'm an extreme person. But I think your your original question was about um, guys that I think could go all the way. There's, there's, oh, that was that fucking. There's been that many questions, man. I, I know. Fucking lost. I no, don't know what's going on. I, I, I do. I've got I've got a bunch of guys that I'm I'm super happy with, and that you know I'm going to try and get them as far as they want to go. Um, a, a lot of these guys are, are are excellent, and you know I've got some guys that are just are undefeated. I've got some guys that, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, everybody that fights for me, I don't I don't like to have a hierarchy. Everybody that fights for me, I'm going to try and put the same time into them. You know, so I've got I've got guys, and and it's important that even if somebody was to lose a fight, that doesn't mean anything either. Do you know what I mean? It's like if if all I look for with my students is that they're trying, you know, and that's all I, yeah. all I can ever ask anybody is that they try, you know, if, if somebody tries, that they, they will eventually get there, like, I, I lost my first two fights, do you know what I mean, I lost my mm. first two fights, and, uh, and I, I was trying really fucking hard, but I kept trying, and then eventually I got alright at it, you know, mm. um, and it's the same, same as anything, you know, if you just keep trying at it, you'll get better, you know, and it's just, it's just no having that ego to say, oh, no, everybody, you know, Fuck what people think. People, do, you know what I mean, the, the, the people that are laughing are usually people that only didn't fuck all with themselves. So, 
it's funny. Like, it's, it's, it's funny because I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure that, that just exactly what you said. I'm pretty sure that the people there listening to us like, why are they two idiots doing a podcast? I'm like, oh, because it's something to do, and fuck it, why not? Listen, if you, you, know if, you enjoy, if, if you enjoy it and you're passionate about it, you should pursue it always. No, nah, we're just we're, with us. We're just we're just fucking about the new because it's lockdown and there's not much else to do. But we're having fun doing it. But you've like, got it's funny because I like even when even when I made that. Um, when I made that pink rash guard for our, our morning class, the Dom Brigade one came with a shark in it on it, the mm-hmm. pink one with a shark on it. Like, I know that people had, because people had told me, like, ah, such and such was bitching about your rash guard because it's stupid. And I'm like, it's mm, fucking pink and it's got a big, it's pink and it's got a big shark in it. It's meant to be fucking stupid. Aye. But people, people were bitching about it and you're like, what the fuck's it got to do with you, man? Fucking. Exactly. Same as you're this. having fun. Kid. People get people fun. are getting angry at, at folk having fun. You should um, you can't get angry at somebody that's having fun if it's not hurting anybody. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly, so, man. Just so good fun. So, um, but I what I think I was going to say is, well, Mop, have you ever got any? Have you ever got any big guys and you're struggling for stand up spar, man? Give him a shout. Uh, you can help it. Gum shield's always in the bag. That'd be good, man. That'd be good, honestly. Okay. I love. You got any big guys? Like, honestly, uh, man, any opportunities like a massive growth for for everybody. And that's that's the best thing you can do in some martial arts is just putting yourself in the deep end. You've got to seek out the people that have got the more experience for you than you because if you can't find those people, then you can't grow and get better. Do you know what I mean? People put something sell this wee hut where they're like, right, okay, I'm the best. You know what I mean? I'm the best Thai boxer in this room, so like I'm just going to stick to that. Do you know what I mean? The, 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 the very first thing I done when I started winning rounds. And, and striking has said, fuck this, I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I'm doing more striking, you know what I mean? I want to go and find the guys that do beat me up. So I started travelling through to East Colbride to, to John Craig's fucking A-class class where you're sparring all pro fighters, 17-3s, elbow pads, it was good fun. <laughs> it's just, um, it's one of the things that I've always done, like, especially when you're, when we're boxing, even the Jiu-Jitsu, to be fair, it's, it's really hard to get big big guys to spar like it never ended there so whenever I speak to anybody and they're coaching and they've got guys who are doing MMA like uh, any of it's still boxing I always say like if you're struggling for sparring and you need somebody to do some stand up sparring man give me a shout I always spar with anybody like always willing to help that's right <laughs> <laughs> well they fucking have a go again then <laughs> you hanging about doing MMA nah man I'm pretty sure we talked I'm pretty sure we talked about this before with the, the mock cast with Dan I feel like I'm probably too old to learn ties. You know what I mean? What age are you now? Uh, 35. 36 okay. this year. So what I would say is, your goals have got to be realistic to your current situation, but you're not, it's not like you're going to say to yourself, right, I'm going to try and make the UFC. It's not... It's nah, no. Do you know what I mean? It's not... But you could... But what, what's fun? Having a fight. You know what I mean? You've already got good boxing skills, you've got good jiu-jitsu skills. Why would you not just have a fight and, and see it in real real life? Do you know what I mean? You've actually mm. you've got the skills to do it. You would definitely you'd definitely be a bunch of guys out there. Like eight weeks training, you're going to take somebody out and you have the experience of your life. It's the most fun. Yeah, maybe. Then, well, then I look at too right. fetched as if to see him. Right, I'm going to get I'm going to get my running shoes on and out. <laughs> I'm uh, telling uh, you, man, you can do it. I don't know. One thing that That's I would why say I like to coach because I see the best in people. Because, I see potential in people. Because um. Because uh, like I did a lot of different things, so I was meant to be doing an Ironman in June. June I was meant to do an Ironman and marathons and swimming things and that throughout the year. That's what stuff everyone... makes people hate. You know what I mean? Oh, that's that's oh, stuff that's... makes people are too lazy today. So if you're yeah, doing right. that and you're doing loads of boxing and you're doing loads of jiu-jitsu, it's time to whip somebody's ass. <laughs> so what? Uh, so well, this is the thing. This is this is what I'm going to say. Because everything's cancelled now, there's nothing happening this year. Yeah. It means that when we're allowed to train, I'm just going to put everything into jiu-jitsu because. Yeah. Well, and then 
I'll be, I've, well, I've got a bag set up my wee my wee gym garage. So I've been hitting the bag quite a lot as well. So yeah, you're pretty good in jiu-jitsu as it is, man. You were you were getting yeah, some big fights right. when you were travelling. Was it Amsterdam you were? We were in Amsterdam, I um, Nagas uh, Silver as well. Eh? There you go. Heavy, heavy, heavy first competition. It was quite funny because the guy that beat me. Um, I've shot. I've sent Ali's Instagram page. That's a mm-hmm. fucking big German, a big German laddie. He's a very, very good wrestler. He's yeah. taking folk for a, he was taking folk for a ride. Ah, Nick. If I had John with me uh, or anybody, can if you were there, mm-hmm. you would have said, "Do you want to corner me?" He was a wrestler, and I went. One of the things that's funny about boxing, Ty mm-hmm. would be the same. Is in a bit of an introduction, mate. With jujitsu, it's just like fire to go. And I went, "Oh shit." Mm-hmm. He's a wrestler, so in my head, in my head, I was thinking about all these scenarios, and before I knew it, the referee had went, go, and I went, oh shit, just wrestle him, I just tried to wrestle him, and he just took me down, and I had somebody there, I might have beat him, but he was, um, he was, afterwards, he was saying to me, his, his coach, I would have to find his name, but his coach is like the number three ranked middle, uh, welterweight in Germany, but that's a very uh, good MMA fighter, that's why, blonde, that's blonde why, guy, uh, blonde beard, um, that's why he was, he, so fun. They were saying to me, they were saying to me, oh, it's great, great win, great, because I had heel hooked the folk before me, so mm-hmm. they were cheering like they had won something massive, and they're saying, it's just only second competition, it's only second competition, and I went, it's only my first, and the kenny went, what, it was just my first competition, man, and he's like, mm-hmm. all right, but they <laughs> thought they'd done something spectacular, I went, no, this is my first competition, and I should have been, that was adult, I should have been a master, so I was delighted with that, um, I was delighted with that, man, let us say, dude, we that's why competition's so fun. It's fucking really get, good fun, man. Get so. to experience all these different matches and that. But imagine that imagine that times ten, that's MMA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, I've got, it's, it's super fun. You're selling them on it. You're selling it on a mop. I can see it in his eyes. I'm telling you. That's it. <laughs> it's the most primal feeling you'll ever get. It's it's honest oh, and primal. Aye, mm. uh, uh, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. I've what a buzz it is. I've been missing it like mad lately. I can't what, wait to what, get what, I, I, I need what to get back to it. One of the things that's funny is my nose is Fuck, see for swimming and stuff like that and cycling and sprinting. Oh man, my nose is so bad and I've never had it fixed. And the only reason I've had it fixed is I'm not getting it fixed until I definitely want to fight again. Uh, so the reason there's no fixes is because there's like a wee sliver. Like, I might just have a fight just for the crack. But once it's, once I'm done, I'll have to get this fixed. Like, I can't breathe it. Eh? Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens, man. Um, you're probably going to have to watch your battery now, eh? You're going to be way down on your battery. Aye, I think it is, man. I think it's starting to get. Don't like low percentage what I'm at. Well, I'll let you let you go now, man. You know um, what? We've done we've done nearly an hour twenty. I think we've had a decent chat. Any last thoughts or anything you want to throw out to anyone more before we call it quits in here? No, uh, nah, not so much to be honest. Just a sh- a sh- honestly, I just uh, a shout out to everybody that's ever taught me in martial arts. Like uh, all my coaches, I've always had massive amount of respect for all my training partners that have helped me get better. Um, you know the guys that I train with day in day out. At the submission factory, that's something that's getting bigger. Go I want, on. I want one. I, I want one of those t-shirts. Uh, you're going to start <laughs> to gonna, see that. I'm going to start one growing, growing, growing one of the submission factory. That's 100 percent because I've got big, big plans for that in my head. I've got big uh, plans for that uh, for for MMA and for uh, no gi grappling. You know, submission grappling actually, and I really like the no gi grappling brand. But I think that's where the future is. To be honest, is uh, I, I agree 100 percent. Um, when I go through to um, when I, when you go through to SGI and you watch, you see when they've got like sub only in the gi, and you're like, it's no, it's just no meant for in the gi to me. But when you see guys going at it sub only and no gi, it's so much fun. It's so mm-hmm. easy to watch. Where you watch jiu jitsu, much more than it's so it's just more exciting. 
Um, well, I was going to say actually, because I never, just before I go actually, because I never really explained with that stuff, but the, aye, so I was saying before when I used to go, out, I, I jumped in with Callum to go out to 10th Planet in California. I made several trips over um, over the years. I always went and I've stayed for like months at a time with, with Jeremy um, and, you know, training with Sean for on and off for bits there as well, but mainly, mainly training with Jeremy to be honest and, um, going to HQ every time, so getting a roll with a bunch of different guys out there. So end up making some really I just look at it like friends, eh? Do you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not into this uh, us or them shit. That's never been for me. I just look at everybody that, that I can grapple as a friend. I'm not into affiliations or anything like that. I just like uh, I like training with everybody. So I'm out I'm out there and I was uh, I was training with I was training with Jeremiah. I got a bit of training with Benin uh, before so it was mm. it was pretty uh, Aye, Jeremiah's an awesome guy as well, man. He's a good laugh. So, um, there's different characters. I love meeting different characters, getting to you know, getting to train with different guys, learning different styles. Um, and j- just every time I've been out there, Jeremy's really looked after me. So we've got a correspondent. He, he's he's took the path of grading me in the Tenth Planet system as well. You know, over the what, years. Um, what what Tenth Planet is he from? What what Tenth Planet is he at? So he, he owns three tenth planets and uh, he owns three tenth planets in the US and he owns two in uh, right. it, one in Ireland in Amsterdam. He's he's the head coach oh, of those right, ones okay. as well. He's actually right, cool. he's been he's part of Tony Ferguson's training camp and stuff uh, for cool. for this for this last one. But oh, and he just do you know what? None of that stuff really bothers me to be honest. But every cool he's, he's just a really cool guy. I really really <laughs> I, I, I consider him a good friend. Eh? Do you know um, with the two Tenth Planet guys we've heard on here already, um, uh, Fletch Kerwan and uh, and Brendan Grafton, super cool guys. Aye, aye, Brendan Brendan was really cool. Much, but that that's the thing. There's, I mean, like if you if you ever, it's like that Celtic Rangers pish as well when people mm-hmm. start assuming stuff about somebody because of the football team they support. That's the same mm. about. It's, it's exactly the same if you start assuming something about somebody that's that's uh, a certain fil- affiliation. I mean. Aye. One thing I suppose you probably can assume is that most ten fire guys are going to smoke about weed, but that's. There's nothing wrong with that, and uh, you know, at the end at the end of the day, you can't assume stuff about people. You've just got to judge everybody for who they are, and uh, you know, unless somebody wrongs you, then or wrongs you or your you know your team or your family, then it's different, you know. So, I think that's a great note to end on. Be nice and don't judge anybody. That's exactly, and it's, it's important for this time as well because everybody's judging everybody for their choices. You've just got to do what you think's right. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely, man. Yeah. Well, uh, well, thank you very much for your time, man. That was cool. That was awesome. Good catching up with you guys. Definitely. No I will. Well, um, Catch up at some we'll, point once the mats all open back up. We'll eh? I'm sure. Definitely. Definitely. for submission Sunday and that. And like I say, if you need any sparring, man, give me a shout. Definitely, man. That's awesome. Take care. We'll, uh, we'll see you, you soon, man. man. Time, yeah. Yeah. Guys, bye bye. 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 Cheers. Cheers.